Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast hosted by me, Tony Liebert. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as always at Tony Liebert on Twitter and Instagram at Tony underscore Liebert. That is L-I-E-B-E-R-T. For today's episode, we will be recapping the Gophers' Week 3 defeat at the hands of the North Carolina Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. What is wrong with Ethan Kaliak-Menis? We will answer that. Darius Taylor, how good can he be? The talk of if he's this good, oh, he'll just leave to Michigan. We'll address all that. Where do the Gophers go from here? What what does this loss loss to UNC do for this season? Why did they lose the game? How did they lose the game? We'll break it all down now. So, top top of the bill, I think we have to address Ethan Kaliak Manis's play thus far in twenty twenty three. Um, everyone obviously knows that Ethan had a lot of high expectations for this year. This was supposed to be a new era of Gophers football. We, uh, the Gophers have a talented four-star quarterback that can. That's a dual threat that had uh, numerous high-level offers. Gatorade Player of the Year in in a football-rich state in Illinois. This hyped-up prospect. It was supposed to be slinging it. Got all these new wide receivers. It hasn't worked this year. Ethan has virtually been the same player he was last year. And he had six starts last year. He had a 54.1 completion percentage through 145 and a half passing yards per start. He had a 0.75 touchdown to interception ratio and 24 and a half rushing yards per start. This year, three starts, 51.1 completion percentage, which is less, 148 and a half passing yards per start, which is a little over three yards more. Uh, 0.33 touchdown to INT ratio, less. 13.6 rushing yards per start, less. So you could argue he's even worse. And why is that? I think is a very big question. The Gophers have a new play caller. Kirk Sharaka is no longer calling plays. It's presumed to be Greg Harbo. It's confirmed to be Greg Harbo. And the Gophers brought in multiple new pass catchers, brought in Corey Crooms Jr., who looks the part of a great number two uh, wide receiver in the big time. Brought in Elijah Spencer, very talented wide receiver. Chris Ottman Bell returns, seventh year wide receiver, very veteran presence. It clearly hasn't had much of a role thus far, but a great player in this locker room and the receiving core as a whole. Revan Spanford, supposed to be one of the best tight ends in the country. And uh, you even have Daniel Jackson, who probably has the highest ceiling out of anyone, any of those pass catchers. Through the first two weeks, he looked like an NFL player. So well, why, why isn't it working? A, I, I think there are two things why Ethan looked so promising in his few starts last year, and he's struggled so far this year. The offensive line, A, having a... NFL starting caliber center as a young quarterback is goes a long way. Everyone knows how the center makes the calls on the line and improves the whole offensive line. So the offensive line clearly was better. 
But the quarterback center exchange is a big, very big deal. It's not like Ethan's had fumble issues this season, but that comfortability goes a long way. Having a all-American level running back with Muhammad Ibrahim. So you had an all-American level running back and all-American level center. Those are two of the quarterback's best friends in an offense and two guys that he is interacting with the most, essentially. He's handing the ball. He's Every play is interacting with the center. And he's handing the ball off in this offense more than he is passing it. So uh, the two best players on the team last year graduated, and those were two of the most important players for eighth. So um, that's a big deal for especially a young quarterback that only has had six starts under his belt going into this season. Um, But he does have better pass catchers. The wide receiver core is better, and they've shown that this year. So he should be better passing the football. Um, the Gophers lost to North Carolina because of their quarterback play. Um, I want Ethan to be as good as anyone else does. I watched him in practice for multiple years, and I saw a guy that had supreme next level pro arm talent, and he had moxie and he had athleticism. I I saw a guy who had he had the it factor. He had all the intangibles, and. In the Wisconsin game, we show he showed it. He showed that he can be what he's hyped up to be. That was a four-star quarterback that's supposed to take this program to the next level in the Wisconsin game. He showed it on the road, Big Ten rivalry game. So why isn't he doing it this year? Well, like I said, I think those have those two things have a little little to do with it. Um, I don't think the play calling has been great, but I don't think it has been bad enough for Ethan to play this poorly. Um. Again, I don't think the pass catchers have been great. Spanford has struggled the last two games. A couple drops that turned into Ethan interceptions. Um, and But Corey Crooms has been great. Not having Chris Ottenbell, whatever the Gophers are doing with him, um, I don't really know what they're doing with him. I don't know why he came back if he's doing this, if he's still a little banged up. That whole situation is very odd to me. Um, I don't really understand that necessarily but nevertheless the pass catching talent's there at times they've struggled this year but again that is not ethan should not be playing this poorly i'm gonna be honest i the gophers are to have a loss because of ethan calic menace the defense played well enough against north carolina they made two huge turnovers uh they didn't let drake may beat them he played like drake may but he didn't have like a legendary Drake making, which when you play quarterback quarterback like that, you kind of need to do that sometimes. Like in the NFL, you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes if he throws like 250 and like two touchdowns, but your offense shows up because it's really hard to limit a quarterback like that to much less than that. And when you turn him over twice, essentially I'm saying the Gophers defense couldn't have played much better because we, we know Drake may is a, unbelievably good quarterback that guy is all he's built up to be he will be very good in the nfl i'm very confident in saying that i'm also very confident in saying that north carolina has a chance to win the acc they could realistically beat florida state in the acc championship and at this point i i might even like him in that game to be honest with you um kind of i guess going more into the game we'll go past Ethan. He isn't playing well. He needs to play better. Um, I'll leave it at that. I kind of told you why I think he's struggling. 
Um, that it was unacceptable. He was horrible against North Carolina. He was he was not good. He hasn't really been that good this year. Um, I I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna tweet it out because uh, a lot more people I think would see that. But he hasn't been good this year. Plain and simple. Um, he, the Gophers aren't going to beat many power five high level ranked teams like North Carolina with quarterback play like that. They really had everything else there. They had, they had their running game. They had their defense. The Cole Kramer interception wasn't Ethan's fault. And if they scored a touchdown there, we're looking at a completely different ball game. But Ethan put him in that position. Uh, so, I mean, it doesn't all go on Ethan's shoulders. But you get what I'm saying. If the Gophers have better quarterback play, they win that game. Or they at least have a chance to win that game. They didn't have a chance to win that game because of Ethan is essentially what I'm saying. But this, I guess this won't be a bashing Ethan uh, podcast because I believe the Gophers should continue to roll with him. They built this entire offense around him. They gave him every possible scenario to succeed. And I think the next two games are going to be a huge part for Aether. Northwestern Louisiana, I think the two worst teams on their schedule. So he needs to play good in those two games. If he's playing like that in these two games, put Cole Kramer. Be honest with you. Louisiana and Northwestern stink. Louisiana lost to like Old Dominion on the road. They uh, Northwestern's losing to freaking Rutgers and Duke and they almost lost to UTEP. Well, not really almost. They kind of won that game pretty handily. But we all know they're pretty clearly the worst team in the Big Ten. This isn't a Northwestern preview, but I'll get into that later this week. But you get what I'm saying. I don't think you even consider making a quarterback change here. That will hurt Ethan's um, confidence. He's made nine career starts. You give him these two starts. They just went into a very tough game against North Carolina, which they were projected to lose. They played like a touchdown underdog for most of the game. That Cole Kramer interception completely changed the momentum. I, I think that game probably is one score if they score a touchdown on that drive. I don't think they win, but they might have the ball at the end with a chance to win. So they played like a touchdown underdog. They virtually played up to expectations, and they virtually have done that so far this year. But Gophers fans expected a little more out of eighth. So you got to give him these two weeks to show you a little more. He's got to show you something. I don't know exactly what his stat line has to be in those games, but it can't be this. He does he he looks kind of worse than Tanner Morgan did the past few years, to be honest with you. He's turning the ball over. Um, he's not really using his legs that much. 13 and a half rushing yards per game. He should be doing more than that. You're a college quarterback. That goes more on the offense. I think there needs to be more design runs from the quarterback position. Um he, he needs to be more dynamic. He hasn't been dynamic. His deep balls have, there were two or three that he just had in that game that would just completely change. And he's supposed to be the guy hitting those. Last year, everyone's like, oh, well, if Ethan was in, he'd hit those. Put Ethan in the game. Tanner Morgan stinks. He's doing the same stuff as Tanner Morgan was last year. So um, he needs to be better. If this was Tanner Morgan right now in his 35th season or whatever it would have been, Gophers fans would not be happy. And Gophers fans aren't happy. They realize that Ethan is struggling, but it's kind of like that one uh, Gordon Ramsay meme that I think is super funny. It's like, 
uh, he's yelling at one of the kids in one of his shows, and he's like, you're an effing donkey. And then the other guy's like, oh, you're precious. He, basically, Ethan and Tanner, they're in the same position. They were in the same position, and they're playing pretty similar. So it's just Ethan's kind of playing like Tanner Morgan in a different uniform is what I'm getting at. Did a horrible job explaining that meme, but I'll leave it at give Ethan two more weeks. Re-assess um, after the Louisiana game going into that uh, Michigan game because if they squeak by both those teams, that Michigan game is a huge game. So you might keep Ethan in there to, anyway, but um, if certainly if they lose against Northwestern Louisiana, that's a whole different story. But let's say you get past these two games, you go to the Michigan game. He's playing well. That's his moment that just completely flips everything. If he throws 250 yards these two games, gets three or four touchdowns combined both games, he got a little momentum ending the Michigan game. He makes his big moment there. It knocks off Michigan at home. Huntington Bank Stadium, they storm the field. Ethan's the man. They only have one loss. They're going to the Big Ten Championship. That's still in the realm of possibilities after this game and how the season has started. I, I don't know if it's a very likable realm, but you get what I'm saying. So I think that's enough Ethan talk. Don't want to uh, bash him too much. He, uh, Everyone knows he's a great guy. Everyone wants him to succeed. Nobody wants this to be happening. Everyone... Wants him to be the the guy he was supposed to be, but he hasn't been. And unfortunately, what well, my job is, what fans do, they talk about how good or bad a player has been. I'm, I'm not bashing. I'm not saying, man, this guy stinks. Shipping him off to the max. No, he's a good player. He just needs to play better. And I think that's okay to say sometimes. So, um, I guess on other things probably seen so far, um. This season, and especially in the North Carolina game, I, most notably Darius Taylor might be uh, one of the best running backs in the country as a true freshman. But it's kind of a story the Gophers fans have seen recently. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim was one of the best quarterbacks in the country last year. And I'm not saying Darius Taylor is Muhammad Ibrahim yet, but, I mean, he's played two full college football games in that span, 165 rushing yards per game, which would rank first in the entire country. He has the most rushing yards per game in the entire country, in the entire sport of college football. Let that settle in. He played two full games. He had four snaps in the first game, one carry. So knock that out. He has been utterly sensational, tremendous, stupendous, remarkable. Any adjective you want to say. He's the real deal. Gophers are very good at recruiting running backs. They have another one. He is a star. He is an elite-level college football running back, and he will be for as long as he stays in the sport, as long as he stays in Minnesota. There is nothing that will slow this guy down, barring injury. Knock on wood. But six yards of carry in that span, tied for 38th best in the country. Great number. 55 carries tied for fifth in the country. Two-time Big Ten freshman of the week. So. All, all this says, anyone who watched football knows this guy's really good at running back. You don't really need much analysis when it comes to the running back position. Um, He's really good at running through big holes, and he's really athletic. So he's good. 
And I think anyone realizes that. But what comes with that, especially after we've the Gophers recently saw a remarkable true freshman running back in Bucky Irvin break onto the scene, is he going to stay in Minnesota? And well, why this situation is different than the Bucky Irvin situation is, I think, number one, um, Bucky Irvin, I think a major reason he transferred was in large part due to Muhammad Ibrahim returning. Um, if you remember, Bucky did it in the spring, so he kind of saw Mo return from his Achilles injury, and I bet he kind of wanted to see how it shook out in practice, and I would imagine PJ Flex like this is still Mo's backfield, and it's going to be uh, for this season, and Bucky's like, well, I just showed I'm one of the more talented freshmen in the country, so I can go to any school that I want, and he just went to any school that he want, wanted um, to get a bigger role, which is a massive factor in this. Darius Taylor already is getting a bell cow role. Fifth most carries in the country as a true freshman through uh, two weeks. He's not doing that uh, in Michigan this year. I don't think he's even doing that in Michigan State this year. Maybe Michigan State. But he's obviously from Michigan, so those are the two schools people are going to bring up. And obviously the reason why this is different than the Bucky situation is because there's no Muhammad Ibrahim. Darius Taylor has already usurped Sean Taylor. He's the number one running back on this team as a teenager, 18 years, 19 years old. He's already the guy. There's not many other Big Ten schools that would let him do that, especially Big Ten schools that I think he would see as an upgrade when it comes to brand recognition. So um, it comes down to him. I, I've never spoken with Darius Taylor. If he's a loyal guy, then he'll stay with the Gophers because the Gophers presented him with an opportunity that a lot of other schools at this level would not have. He was able to play from day one, and he's the uh, number one guy uh, just over a game into his college career. And Michigan would not have let him do that. He probably would have registered this year. He wouldn't wouldn't have even seen the field. Um, they have arguably the best running back duo in the country, so... Darius Taylor now has the rest of this year, next year, and the third year to tear up the Gophers' uh, record books. Uh, like I said, there's nothing that will stop him or an injury, knocking on wood. But um, I think, I, I, I mean, I would be optimistic to say that he stays, and um, but I think it would be very pessimistic to say he's going to leave. Uh, the chances are he's going to stay. He'd be the number one running back next year. And I guess a the last thing I'm going to touch on in this episode, this team is really building toward next year. If you ask P.J. Fleck, he wouldn't say that. What I guarantee inside of those offices, they are saying next year is the year for this team. you got Darius Taylor, true freshman. Greg Johnson, true freshman offensive lineman that has played meaningful snaps this year. You don't see that every day in the Big Ten. On the defensive end, Anthony Smith, redshirt freshman, getting meaningful snaps. Redshirt freshman linebacker, Maverick Baranowski, starting games. Redshirt freshman cornerback, Tariq Watson, getting meaningful snaps. Redshirt freshman safety, Aiden Goosby, getting meaningful snaps. It hasn't looked beautiful, but shows you how talented of a player he was. Redshirt freshman, uh, Coleman Bryson, bowl game MVP last year. This team has incredible underclassmen talent. DJ Fleck did a terrific job recruiting the past two seasons. 
Um, and he's done a terrific job in the transfer portal. He his his team building has been very good. Um, he's made all the right decisions when it comes to that. Um, outside of losing Bucky Irvin, there's really hasn't been a major catastrophic loss. They lost Trill Carter, which I thought was going to be a much bigger deal. Kyler Baugh looks like he's just as good. They lost Michael Flip Dixon, where this week they could have used him. I will say that. Uh, Flip Dixon has been tremendous at Rutgers. And, but Jack Henderson was great this year, this week. Uh, he was on PF, PFF's team of the week nationwide. He had like an 85 PFF grade. So basically what I'm saying is... Flex done a great job team building. Darius Taylor uh, is right in that mold. But this team's building for the future. I think Darius Taylor realizes that that next year will be the team the this the window for this team. We, the sport will look way different next year. There'll be all these West Coast teams in the Big Ten. We don't we don't know what it's going to look like. But this team will be better next year. They're going to have a lot of guys come back. Maybe just lose Brevin, Crab, and Tyler Newbin, who might be the leaders on this team. Okay, so they lose Sean Tyler. Zach Evans in the wings, which is a big question mark that uh, I could go on forever, but we'll, we'll talk about that on a different episode. They have talent at the running back position, losing Sean Tyler. They clearly have talent at the wide receiver position. Daniel Jackson, Elijah Spencer, Lomeki Brockington, Kristen Hoskins, all these guys. The true freshman, you got Ray McWilliams and Kenrick Lanier. There's so much talent on this team. PJ Fleck is not getting the numbers recruiting, but he has done a great job of scouting these players. He's finding very good high-level three stars that have been overlooked, and he's getting the four stars like Darius Taylor. So um, I I don't think – I think Gophers fans need to take a step back. Don't panic. Darius Taylor will stay in a Gophers uniform. I'll tell you right now. Not guaranteeing it, but I think he will. So, um, like I said, pretty touching on it with all these true freshmen and freshmen. Um, this North Carolina loss, if you ask a Gophers fan uh before the season, they play you you win the first two games, don't look pretty, you don't cover in either one. But against North Carolina, you have your moments, you lose, but you're two and one. And you get the Northwestern game. We get the Louisiana game. You're, let's say you win both those. Start four and one going in the Michigan game. I think any odd Gophers fan would take that. So take a step back. This team has virtually performed to expectation. They weren't favored against North Carolina. It, like I said, they played like a seven point underdog. And this the season's still in front of them. The Big Ten West is wide open. Oh, uh, I was clearly the favorite, Bill, but. Not clearly. Wisconsin stinks. They're struggling against Mac and oh, freaking Sunbelt teams. So I, I, they're a year away. Illinois lost to, almost lost to Toledo, lost to Kansas. Uh, they're going to be a tough team. I'd put them on the same level with the Gophers. They do have two losses, but they're two, two pretty good teams. So they're not dead. Uh, I, if I had a tier, I'd go Iowa. Minnesota and Illinois. Johnson's on the next tier, probably with Nebraska. I think people are overreacting to Nebraska losing those two games. I think they'll continue to get better. Um, And then who are the other Big Ten West? Northwestern stinks. So, uh, yeah, that's all seven. Am I forgetting someone? No. Um, 
Yeah, so the Gophers are fine. Everything's still in front of this team. It, it, if you told fans that we'd lose to North Carolina, most people would be like, okay, yeah, I kind of thought that. North Carolina's a really good football team. Uh, they probably should have guarded their wide receiver, Nate McCollum, in that game. But uh, if they had Tez Walker, too, they might be a top 10 team. Uh, their offense is really, really good. And uh, the Gophers made two big plays. That's why they, they're, if the Gophers' offense had anything in that game, they're in that game. That's why it's frustrating. They need better quarterback play, plain and simple. But, um, I mean, I think they're really fine. Like I said, everything in the season is still in front of them. No need to overreact. That's what makes college football college football. There's so many few games. It's fun to overreact. I loved overreacting. After the game, walking around Chapel Hill, I went to the game. I was overreacting. I'm like, man, you're saying all this stuff in your head. I talked about Ethan a little bit, but you got to take a step back. Give the guy, Give the guy a break. Give the Gophers a break. They're fine. Anyone calling for PJ Fleck is blasphemous, and you don't deserve a microphone to talk to anyone or anything or a platform to talk to anyone or anything. In the last 12 months, PJ Fleck's performance as a head coach of a college football pro- program has been. How do I want to say this? In 2019, it was great, but a lot of those players were his past players. He's getting so much talent on this team, which is a major, major job for a college football head coach. Everything isn't just coaching on the field. And he got Darius Taylor. He got all these transfers, which is something I don't think met. You're seeing Michigan State. You're seeing all these programs. Talent acquisition is a major, major part in college football. And watching that game on Saturday tells me that P.J. Fleck is very, very good at that, and he's only getting better. He has all the all the things in place. On the other hand, the offense needs to I, I, the offense is a mess, but they have the talent. They've shown they have the talent. So just be patient. Just be patient. Um, this program's in a perfectly fine spot. This team's in a perfectly sp- fine spot. Um, and and maybe I'm overreacting, and maybe Gophers fans aren't really that upset, but. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. I'm looking forward to seeing Darius Taylor run all over anyone. Um, like I said, it was fun in Chapel Hill. That that game was uh, – that stadium is great. Love everything about that baby blue. Uh, that was just a fun, fun road game. It, if you weren't able to make it, uh, I would try to get there for a basketball game, a football game, or something. That area is beautiful. Um. One of my, the best weekends I've had in a while. It, just a very fun time. Tons of Gophers fans. Always love traveling to road games with Gophers fans. Those are fun, fun, fun weekends. If you haven't done it, find a road game somewhere to travel to, even if it's in the Big Ten. Those are just fun times. You're going to random bars and random college towns. That's that's college football. The Gophers might not be Ohio State or Michigan, and they might not win national championships, but Stuff like that is what makes the sport spe- special to me, and stuff like that makes it fun to be a Gophers fan and fun to be a fan of any program because you're not getting that in the NFL. It's not the same thing. It's it's just so unique in college sports. Mm-hmm. It was just a blast, and like I said, it, it go to an away game if you're a Gophers fan listening to this. So it is just best time. So fun. Um, any Gophers fans that. Uh, listen to this and said hi to me. I appreciated it. I 
think it's pretty cool that uh people say hi to me and I'm just some schmo on Twitter talking about my points and I have some schmoey podcast, but um yeah, like I said, football season is still young. Uh, I saw a lot of things I liked in that game, a lot of things I didn't like. I address those. Um, as always, I appreciate everyone for listening. Row the boat, Sky Uma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.